I think campaign finance is complicated to most people. Meet Steve Bowie. He's on the front lines of this year's governor's race. It's his job to track the millions of dollars flowing into the campaigns of Republican Walker Stapleton and Democrat Jared Polis. There are a few of us that work here at the Secretary of State that live and breathe campaign finance every day, so we enjoy it. But, you know, it, it is a complex and intimidating subject matter. Campaign finance, this is crazy. Bowie oversees a bullpen of people. They answer phones and help candidates get their paperwork right. He says there are a lot of contributions that candidates cannot accept. Contributions from other candidate committees, independent expenditure committees, which uh, act independently of candidates and do not coordinate with candidates, cannot make direct contributions to those candidate committees. Uh, and corporate corporations and labor unions are not allowed to directly contribute to candidate committees. And then there are limits for what people can give, which is no more than $1,150 to a campaign. But when it comes to the candidates themselves, there actually are no limits to what an individual can contribute to their own campaign. Leading up to the Democratic primary for governor in June, a moderator at the 7 News Denver Post debate asked about that. Mr. Polis, I want to give you 30 seconds real quickly yeah. here. Will you agree to any cap on your own personal spending in this election? You know, when I started this, this race, uh, I wanted to spend the time hearing from actual Coloradans, not millionaires and billionaires. Uh, we've had over 200 free meet and greets in every corner of this state. Uh, and to me, that says a lot about how campaigns should be run. Candidates shouldn't be forced to either be wealthy or spend time with 10 millionaires at a Denver steakhouse every night trying to raise the funds they need to compete. But Polis, who made a fortune in business, is one of the wealthiest members of Congress, and he has not capped his spending. Of the $13 million his campaign has raised so far, the vast majority of it comes from his own earnings. Moreover, he won't accept more than $100 from anyone. He says his campaign would be happier if people give just $5 to, quote, deliver a message to our opponents that access to political power belongs to all Coloradans, not just the well-connected. I really give them that, that, that in fact they do avoid the, the, the pressure of special interest money uh, where a contribution, it seems, they think it occurs an obligation. That's Democrat and former Colorado Governor Richard Lamb. He served from 1975 to 1987. But I do think that the new problem that arises then does politics become just a playground of the rich. We have a great interest in not becoming a an oligarchy where the amount of money that you have or inherit is the biggest political asset that you have. The money goes to TV ads, social media posts, consultants, all working to sway voters ahead of and on Election Day. Still, that's no guarantee a candidate will win. In fact, the opposite may be true. Denise Roth-Barber is the managing director of the nonprofit National Institute on Money and Politics, also known as followthemoney.org. Candidates who fund themselves in the main, you know, we, we observe that they lose primarily. Case in point, Republican businessman Victor Mitchell. He invested about $5 million of his own money in his bid for governor, but he was trounced by Walker Stapleton during the primary. To stay competitive, Stapleton responded with more than $1 million of his own money. We were forced into into my having to do that or make a decision to do that, and I'm I was fortunate to have the ability to do that because of the uh, massive personal spending of, of Victor Mitchell, my opponent, in the last couple weeks of the campaign. And um, and we were concerned that if we didn't get our message out that um, it would negatively impact us. We want a democracy in which 
our elected leaders are not all millionaires. Caroline Fry is outreach director for Colorado Common Cause, a nonprofit that advocates for open government. We want a wide swath of Americans who are representing us in office. You know, farmers and tech workers and uh, veterinarians and um, folks from lower income um, backgrounds. Democrat Donna Lynn billed herself as that kind of candidate. She waited tables in college and worked her way up to become a top health executive before Governor John Hickenlooper appointed her as lieutenant governor. But the one million dollars she raised didn't seem to be enough. Here's Lynn at the June debate. The most qualified candidate, which several newspapers have declared me as, as well as our governor, who said I would be a great governor, um, isn't necessarily the person raising the most money. It also has to do with the fact that I actually am working. And so the time that has to go into raising money, campaigning, is pretty onerous. Caroline Fry says one solution to this would be to level the playing field in a system where elections are publicly funded. It gives folks who are more lower income and working class a way to break in and be able to fund their race by talking to members within their community and trying to get small donations that are then matched or increased in some way by a public pot of money. That idea? At the moment, it's not on the table in Colorado. But there is a provision in the state constitution, Amendment 27, passed by voters in 2002. It aims to reduce the influence of money in state politics with voluntary spending limits. Again, here's Steve Bowie with the state's campaign finance division. That is actually the only restriction in Colorado that places some sort of limit on the amount of money an individual candidate can contribute to their own campaign. Think of it as a ceasefire for fundraising. I mean, I think Probably the biggest perk, arguably, is, is public perception um, that, you know, they're going to run a small campaign. It's going to be grassroots. They're not going to spend a lot of money. The provision caps spending at about $3 million for a gubernatorial campaign. That's an amount essentially on par with what candidates have spent in previous elections. In a statement to KUNC, Jared Polis said that accepting those limits would be like, quote, disarming in a war zone when outside groups funded by people like the Koch brothers are pouring millions of dollars into our elections. Walker Stapleton blamed Polis for not agreeing to the limits. That in theory makes sense. It's just how do you get everybody to abide by it and everybody to play on a level playing field? Because clearly somebody who has the resources, unlimited resources in the case of Jared Polis, is going to want to put uh, himself in the best and his campaign in the best position um, uh, ever um, to win. None of the major candidates in this election cycle have agreed to voluntary spending limits. KUNC also looked at campaigns going back to 2006 when they were first enacted and zero major candidates. Democrat or Republican in a general election has ever agreed to those limits. For KUNC, I'm Michael Dioano.